Welcome to the Fantasy Football Show. Now, unlike uh, some other organizations, we do allow copious amounts of drinking here. The show to tune to for fantasy football knowledge. So if any of you took Doug Martin early, there are flasks over there on the table. It's the Fantasy Football Show with Jeff Meller. Dear Lord, please help homeless friends understand that make-believe computer football is no excuse for using the internet to be mean. This is the Fantasy Football Show on Chicago's Home for Sports, ESPN 1000, ESPN Chicago app, and 100.3 HD2. Happy October 31st to you. That, of course, means that it is Halloween. And we have ourselves week eight, a slate of matchups for the NFL Sunday that's uh, plenty to look forward to. I'm Jeff Meller. This is the Fantasy Football Show presented, of course, by Twin Peaks, as it always is, eats, drinks, scenic views. Getting set for Bears hosting the 49ers on the lakefront. I'll also have a pregame show for you, the Points Bet Sportsbook pregame show with Deion Miller coming out, coming your way at 10 o'clock after the odds couple. But you know the drill every Sunday morning, 8 to 9 a.m. I take your phone calls and we walk through your fantasy football dilemmas. You can get in 312-332-3776. You can also hit me up on Twitter. I'm at Jeff underscore Miller. You can also... Follow us on Twitch and join the chat there as well, ESP 1000 Chicago. But first, let's kick things off. It's time to get things underway on the Fantasy Football Show. Jeff Miller gets it going with first and ten. All right, start things off with the most important things you need to be aware of as a fantasy football player, some key injuries, and whatnot. Low snap. Prescott in trouble. Still up. What a touchdown run by Dak Prescott. All right, so Dak Prescott with the calf injury is in all likelihood going to be a game-time decision. There's some optimism that he could potentially play tonight, but there's also plenty of concern that Cooper Rush could be the man who gets the start for the Cowboys. With this one being the Sunday nighter, I have to advise, I just don't think... There's any reason to hold out hope. If he's a truly a game-time decision, you know, the calf injury, probably less likely to run, which will be sapping a little bit of his value. And in addition to that, it's not like he's been running like crazy this year to begin with. If anything, the Cowboys have been leaning on the run a lot more this year than we've expected. So I think hopefully you've got a decent alternative to go with, especially at the quarterback spot. There's so many guys who you can usually pick up and grab for even if it's just one week of production so my advice here the most actionable move I think unless you own Kirk Cousins or Daniel Jones who you could go ahead and pivot to if Dak Prescott's not not going to go and I will say I'm a little concerned even if he does start dealing with a calf injury where he didn't practice all week he did take the snaps during walkthroughs but you know all of that reluctance by the Cowboys leads me to be very reluctant as a fantasy football owner. So uh, I personally would avoid starting Dak Prescott this week so so as not to get burned. Backward, first and goal. He'll dance, and he'll stop, and they'll push him in. The Browns push him in on a three-yard touchdown. They take the lead right there. Eckler pushed in. He wanted to let it die. He wanted to 
He wanted to let it die. We have a true NFL insider letting us know that Austin Eckler is going to start today. And that is Austin Eckler. He posted on Instagram himself in his starting lineup at running back. So I think that was yesterday. I think that is a pretty good indication that Austin Eckler will be available and ready to go for the Chargers. So go ahead and uh, get him into your lineup. Who likes nachos? Happy Halloween. Enjoy. Ah, oh, thank you, Baker Mayfield. He is expected to start for the Browns today, and truth be told, that makes me still not want to start any Browns wide receivers at this point. Odell Beckham is playing through his own AC joint injury. That, and in conjunction with the entire season that Odell Beckham has had, is something to stay away from at this point. There's no real, even though Mayfield's going to be under center, I still probably not going to tell you to start any Browns wide receivers this week. Chubb's got 77 yards on the ground, second down four, adding to it, stiff arming, keeping his balance. It's a foot race down the sideline, touchdown! Magnificent! 52 yards! So, and that's partially the reason I would expect the Browns to lean heavily on their run game today against Pittsburgh as they host them. And Dearness Johnson... At this point, he's probably a flex play. He was a nice uh, nice boom for you on that Thursday night game, but I would not feel great about using Dearness Johnson, even though, you know, he's probably going to see a lot of what Kareem Hunt uh, did while he was the one-two punch going with Nick Chubb, maybe just to a little bit lesser degree. So uh, I would expect maybe 10 to 12 touches for Dearness Johnson. So He's somebody you could potentially use, but with only two teams on by this weekend, uh, that would be the Ravens and the Raiders. So your Lamar Jackson, maybe uh, you've been getting by with Derek Carr, gives Darren Waller's ankle injury another week to heal up. Those are really your key players who are going to be out. I guess Marquise Brown, uh, Mark Andrews as well. So, But uh, with... Uh, I would say with uh, Nick Chubb back and Dearness Johnson, you know, playing a flex role, that's probably where you want to go in regards. Obviously, Chubb's in your lineup no matter what if he's out there. Uh, As for another running back who is not going to be playing today, that would be Miles Sanders, who was moved to the injured reserve list. And that is, you know, I think you're probably somewhat relieved if you're a Miles Sanders owner because he's not been productive much at all. But in, now I, I would say not even in deeper leagues, I'd say anything above 10 teams, so 12 teams plus, you're always looking for a productive running back, right? Which means that with Sanders moving to injured reserve, that Kenneth Gainwell and Boston Scott will see increased number of touches. I'll be honest, I know Gainwell is the guy that a lot of people uh, would lean towards because for the most part, he was number two on the depth chart. But I will say that Boston Scott, I essentially matched him for touches last week when Miles Sanders left the game. And he did so, which in some ways leads me to believe Boston Scott actually might see more touches and Gainwell maybe more of just a receiving back for them. Boston Scott has kind of stepped in from time to time in years past and done a serviceable job as a starting caliber running back when he has to roll. Now, I can't tell you for sure that he's going to have that. It's a bit of a sneaking suspicion for me that they 
they may turn to him because he can handle a bigger workload. We'll see today, but I guess the actionable move here more than anything else is if Boston Scott is available on your waiver wire, I would encourage you to go ahead and pick him up, especially if you don't have to make a roster move that would uh, you know, be problematic for you in terms of who you might release because I think there could be some value for Boston Scott the next few weeks while, while uh, Miles Sanders is out. And I did want to let you know, like, don't worry. Nick Sirianni thinks he's got this thing uh, turned around and uh, under control, the Eagles head coach. What's going on here is is that there's growth under the soil. I, I, I put a picture of a, a flower up, right, and, that it's, and it's coming through the ground, and the roots are growing out. And the only way the roots grow out every single day and they grow stronger and they grow better is if we all water, we all fertilize, we all do our part. Look at yourself first and, and know if are you are you watering and are you fertilizing every day. I think that is a good question for everybody for growth. Are you watering and fertilizing every day? What do you think about that one, Gronk? <laughs> yes, I agree. Rob Gronkowski uh, set to return for the Bucks today. That is good news, uh, especially with Antonio Brown still out for the Bucks. Gronk's been a very big factor for the Buccaneers in the red zone. So as long as he is out there, for most people, I think he's a good option at tight end because... Let's be honest, if you're not starting one of the uh, elite tight ends, you're really just looking for a touchdown. And Gronk has proven that Rob, uh, Tom Brady looks to him in the red zone. And so as long as he's out there, I think he's definitely a viable option for you at the tight end position. Now Barkley up the middle, cuts to the outside. Saquon Barkley across midfield, down the sideline, stayed in bounds. And Barkley takes it all the way. Touchdown. Is end zone. Caught. Oh, baby, what a catch. Couple of freaks there in Saquon Barkley and Kenny Galladay already ruled out for Monday night's game against the Chiefs. So I think that's actually encouraging because those are two players who you might want to hold out on and use. Getting the word yesterday that both are out is uh, allows you to go ahead and use your options today. So of course Devin Booker, if you're somebody who is a Barkley owner who's using Booker, you can go ahead and continue to use him this week, especially against the Chiefs. Now. Kadarius Tony and Sterling Shepard are both questionable. Tony's been practicing quite a bit this week. I think he only missed one day of practice, and that may have been Thursday, if memory serves, Wednesday or Thursday. And so I've talked about Kadarius Tony being someone I really like, and he is very dynamic, explosive, and that Chiefs matchup is very interesting. He, but I have to look at this and say with it being a Monday night game, you know, if you don't have an option to go to with Tony returning from injury and again, not even uh, for sure on Sunday, knowing that he's going to play, I still would have to kind of wait it out and probably not use him unless you're really looking. I guess the way I could see myself holding out on Tony is if I really need like a boom type player who could potentially have a big, you know, a big gainer, a long touchdown that could help win me my week. I would consider waiting on Tony if I had also access to Darius Slayton either on my bench or the waiver wire that I could grab if I had to. But again, you always need to make sure that you have the roster spot to do so. So really, that's the only scenario where I could consider waiting out on Darius Tony this week because of the Monday night game. At the 41, play fake, deep ball, separation, touchdown, T.Y. Hilton, wide open. Second of the day for Hilton. 
Good news for the Colts. It looks like T.Y. Hilton is probably going to play. Now, he's listed as questionable. He's still going to be a game-time decision, so you have to check, check the inactives. The Colts have the noon game against the Titans today, so make sure you're, you confirm that he is out there. But uh, Frank Reich said he thought that he looked good at practice on Friday, and so there's optimism that he will be back for this big tilt, this big division tilt against the Titans. And if you're somebody who's looking for some wide-receiving help, if he's active, I would definitely strongly consider using T.Y. Hilton today. A little bit of uh, early trade before the trade deadline hits on Tuesday. Breeze handing it off, and look at the hole for Ingram. Up to the 40, 45, 50, foot race down the far sideline, 30, down to the 25, 20, 15, 10, 5, touchdown, Saints! Welcome back, Mark Ingram! Yes, welcome back indeed, Mark Ingram. You heard Drew Breeze give him the ball. That was way back in 2016. Ingram has been traded from the Texans to the Saints. Now, the he won't play today. The question is: um, Is Mark Ingram somebody that you want to invest in? I think you could probably go ahead and scoop him up in the event that uh, you know Alvin Kamara. You know he's good injury replacement there. So if you're a Kamara owner, definitely worth adding. But I would say I'm a little bit. I'm not. I'm certainly not concer- overall concerned with too much of the production being lost for Kamara. He's still. In terms of talent and abilities, such, you know, at this stage of their careers, Kamara is far and away so much better than Mark Ingram that you're not really overly concerned. And if anything, I think maybe lightening Elvin Kamara's workload is a good thing for the entirety of the season, keeping him healthy for your fantasy playoff run. And finally, here's Watson now. Blockers in front, inside the 10, lowers the shoulder and in. All right, so. The Houston Texans have let it be known that they do not have to go ahead and trade Deshaun Watson if they don't want to, and they may not. They may hold him through the trade deadline. I'll say this. The trade deadline being on Tuesday, if you have room, and listen, I, you know, assuming, of course, you're fine with compartmentalizing and not dealing with all the allegations, if you're just talking about from a you know, a, a game theory standpoint, how do you want to work this out? I think if you have the roster room, not a terrible idea to go ahead and add Deshaun Watson today just through the trade deadline so that you, you know you can cut ties with him like as a as a waiver drop if he if he's not traded Tuesday afternoon, because that obviously is the trade deadline. He's available in eighty two percent of leagues right now. So I think if it's it's just one of those flyers that I don't necessarily I think that Deshaun Watson's going to be traded, but if you're somebody who's looking for a quarterback solution, I think it's, you know, worth a dart throw, of course. Again, all things, if you're fine compartmentalizing and just playing fantasy football and not worrying about all the off-the-field stuff, if you don't want to make a moral stance, I com- you know, if you don't want to have him on your roster, completely understand. I have no issues with that. But in terms of if you're just trying to be a player who can, um, you know, again, compartmentalize things, then he might be worth an add in the event that he actually does get moved before the trade deadline on Tuesday. All right, there you go. That is First and 10. I'm Jeff Meller. Again, 312-332-3776. Phone lines are jammed. Keep trying, though. Get in as one drops off. A line is left open for you. You can also hit me up on Twitter at Jeff underscore Meller. This is the Fantasy Football Show on ESPN 1000.